Blog Talk Radio. Los Angeles, California, the music capital of America. It's Music Friday Live, brought to you by World Arts, a global stage for artists and fans in the music industry, and by MySanFelipeVacation.com for the time of your life on the Sea of Cortez. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan, with a slight little edge in my throat. Sorry about that, but we'll we'll pursue anyway. And today, we have a fabulous guest we have two black queens of music and an African killer bee as a special guest. So stay tuned. This is going to be a show like no other. Well, I am your host, Patrick O'Heffernan, Music Friday Live. This is your show, and our guests are here to talk with you. So call in, 347-215-7511, or email us, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. A lot of you do, because I know you're at work and you're listening to us on your earphones. Um, Well, we do have a special guest, so why don't we talk to Thanks. Hi there. Hi, Patrick. How are you? I'm great, and I understand you're coming to Los Angeles. Yes, I'm already here. I'm already settled in. We uh, got in yesterday. So excited to be here. Well, first of all, we should make sure that our audience, particularly our Los Angeles audience, knows who you are. So let, why, don't, why don't you explain yourself? All right. So, um, well, my name is my uh, my name is Binks, and I'm also known as the African Bee uh, because I dress like a bee when I perform on stage, and it's my alter ego. And I sing pop music, I play guitar and piano, and yeah, that's about the gist of me. And I moved over to the states about four years ago from South Africa. Well, actually, there's a lot more to explain. You're a fabulous musician. You have a great voice, and you're also a performance Uh artist, uh, to say the least. People should go to your website and take a look at some of those videos, too. So (laughs) (laughs) while we're here, why don't you tell them what your website is? Sure. Um, So my website is binxofficial.com, Official. Uh, yeah, that's all my social media tags as well, my Instagram, my Twitter, and all okay. of that. Okay. So yeah. where are you going to be playing in Los Angeles? I understand you have three gigs coming up. Yes, I'm so excited. I have three gigs in six days. Um, so the first gig I'll be playing is at Bar Lubitsch in West Hollywood. And that's at about 8.45 p.m. to 9, to 9.30. So it's about a... 40, uh, 30 to 45 minute acoustic set and then the following evening on Sunday evening I'll be at Silver Lake Lounge at p.m. to 8.45 and that will be like a full-on uh, show with a track and guitar and yeah a couple of new songs and then my final gig will be at uh, Hermosa Beach St. Rock and I'll be on at about 7.50 p.m. But you can find all the show details, because that's a lot of dates and times. You can find all the show details on my website at binksofficial.com. Well, as Angelinos know, all three of those places are really good uh, good for, for, for music, particularly uh, St. Rock. And, you know, St. Rock is kind of one of the little secrets. It's not quite in Los Angeles. It's down in Hermosa Beach, and they get some major national talent there. It's a good stage oh, and a good it? room. Oh, yeah, you're, you're going to have a lot of fun there. Well, I'm going to go see at least one and most likely two of your shows, and I want all of our Los Angeles listeners to check it out. And, of course, if you live in Los Angeles, you know that Bar Lubavitch is not really just a bar. I mean, it's got a whole theater attached to it. So um, you'll be able to see me there, and I will see you there. And welcome to Los Angeles, and thank you so much for calling in. Oh, my word. Thank you so much for having me, Patrick. It's so great chatting to you again. And I hope to see some people out there. Yay. Well, I'm sure we will. Okay, we're going to take a break right now. We've got to welcome in all of our affiliates, and especially our affiliates in London. We are broadcast on the Artistic uh, 
uh, Echoes Network in London. And when we come back, when we come back, Amoya is going to be with us. So don't go away. You're listening to Music Friday Live. Cameo Entertainment Group and CyberStation USA are now part of Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. With Stitcher, you can listen to live programming as well as archive radio programming right on your phone. To obtain Stitcher, just go to the App Store for your particular phone. Go to search, then type in Stitcher. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Then download. It's that simple. Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. Convenient access to live and archive CyberStation USA programming on your mobile phone. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. CyberStation USA. Always on the go. I'm Patrick O'Heffernan. I'm back here at Music Friday Live, welcoming all of our listeners to the CyberStationUSA.com network, as well as the Blog Talk Radio network. And the CyberStation.com network, of course, has a whole family of stations on the East Coast, which get to hear us tonight. They're not hearing us live. And, of course, the Artistic um, Echoes Network in London, which will hear us tomorrow, too. So, okay. All right, and, but you're hearing us right now, so give us a call or send us an email, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Um, and, if, you know, if you're listening to us on the podcast, and we know a lot of you do listen to the podcast, obviously you can't call in live, but if you send a question or a comment to us, to, and we can forward it on to our, um, our guests, so that way they can be in touch with you. Well, let me just say that I have never met our next guest, but I already love her. Amoy delivers a message of reggae love with a voice that is beyond beautiful. It's the closest thing in reggae to angelic. Her latest album, The Light, just envelops you with its beauty and its affection. So much so that it has garnered three Juno nominations and won't even be released until next week. She's a Jamaican-Canadian soul rebel who has struggled through childhood challenges at home, medical issues here that threatened her voice, like, <clears throat> like mine, and uh, through the tough male world of reggae. And she succeeded following her inner voice, the voice that tells her every day to use her own experience, to seek out collaborators, to create music, and to inspire other women and girls to reach their potential regardless of the challenges. Her inspiration comes from her own life, her meditation, and her many colleagues, and this gives her an, a, an emotional range that expands reggae deeper into the hearts of her audience, and I'm really pl- proud to be part of that audience and proud to have her with us today. Welcome to Music Friday Live. Oh, thank you, Patrick, for having me. It's so sweet. Thank you so much. Well, you've just released a new album, The Light, and it's huge, 19 songs with multiple um, collaborators. Yes. How long did it take you to put this <laughs> album together? Like I was saying before, I mean, this album I've been preparing all my life for this body of work, I feel like. Um, but uh, the writing, the body of the writing, I started uh, three years ago after my um, – or during my spiritual awakening, I call it, my activation. And um, I finished it last year, and then we're able to release it uh, this year. I just wanted to make one uh, small correction, sure. that uh, I, I am a three-time Juno-nominated uh, artist, and Juno uh, is the Canadian version of the U.S. Uh, Grammy right. Awards. Right. and. One of the Juno nomination is for Sorry, Sorry, um, Sorry. That is the song the, Sorry. The, uh, yeah, right. So, sorry, that's on the album. But my other two nominations were from two songs previous before. Oh, okay. All right. Thank you for that, mm-hmm. that correction. Mm-hmm. Uh, regardless, yeah. that, that's really re- remarkable. Um, oh, thank uh, you so much. You called your your music Jamma Fusion, and you blend a lot of things, reggae, dance, soul, hip-hop, R&B. Was there any resistance in the reggae community to an artist who expanded reggae beyond its pure state? I mean, I've heard, um, for example, last year I submitted um, a song that I did called uh, Crazy Love, and it's a a fusion track, I would say. My music is called, I call it Jamma or melting pot reggae, because I'm influenced by so many different genres of music. Yes, reggae is my base, and gospel music is my base, but I fuse it also with influences from R&B, hip-hop, like you were saying. And I did the song Crazy Love, and when I submitted it, they came, uh, they, the comments that came back were that it wasn't reggae enough. So I have uh, 
found uh, some challenges there. But for me, I found music is music, and I'm so in love with what the energy of music. And I just want to be able to express myself and not put myself in a box. And that is what my music is. It's for everybody. There's something there on this album, The Light, for everybody. If you love music, you're going to love and appreciate The Light. Well, let's, let's give our audience an opportunity to hear a little bit of The Light. Yeah. song the, the beat is reggae but the yes. song is r&b and the message is yeah. uplifting which is kind of different than the sort of direct social justice mess message that reggae delivers so well but mm-hmm. there are some lines in there that intrigue me the, in, in addition to the 3d line in the first verse mm-hmm. you sing things are changing up i see the world a lot different now so what what's different mm-hmm. what are the changes there's been an energy shift um, new paradigm for me and that I've come to understand and awaken to and that was a part of my awakening realizing that things are shifting energetically for us on planet on planet earth and um, a lot of people probably are not aware of it but I thank God I'm aware of this change and um, it, it's vibrational change it's how for me I'm, I'm i see things a lot differently now now that i've i've had this understanding and this awakening and this realization recognizing that i am more than just this physical body and i have a divine spirit within myself and i'm uh how do i say bettering my relationship with my higher self and learning more about who i am and then expressing that outside of myself and expressing that with my audience. I call my audience my soul rebels because I feel like I am a soul rebel and my purpose in life is to follow my soul path, my divine purpose in life. And music is a part of that and sharing my message and sharing my life. And and and, and I'm, a, I'm getting more familiar and, and understanding what that really means. And I want to share that with everybody is really what, what it's all about for me right now. Well, we have about what I'm saying. Yeah, well, ahead, we have ahead, about sorry. ten emails from around the country uh, for you, all asking the oh. same question, and that is, "What was your awakening?" So, Bliss in Austin, let me just read mm-hmm. your email. What mm-hmm. was your awakening? What was? What do you mean by activation? My activation, I actually started physically at first for me. Um, I've been, I've always been a spiritual person. I grew up in the church in Jamaica. I was raised by my grandparents, my grandmother, and my grandfather, and they were strict Christians. And so I grew up in the church singing in the choir and grew up understanding that uh, there was a God and, and all of that. So I've always been spiritual, but I came to my awakening more so three years ago and understanding more what that means for me and recognizing and understanding that there is a higher being that lives inside of me, that lives inside of each and every one of us, that connects us all. And when people like Bob Marley, who was one of my biggest influences, who talk about one love, I understand that more now, but what he was saying, and it is that spiritual peace, that divine peace uh, that is in each and every one of us that connects us all. And I awakened to that about three years ago. I started seeing, physically, I started seeing um, a lot of 11-11s all over the place. It was so interesting and extraordinary because I was seeing that just randomly and I did my research and found out that that was a sign for me to, to for my spiritual guides uh, telling me that uh, I'm not alone in this world and 
I am supported, and there is more than what that, than what the highs are seeing. And uh, I've been on that path now and learning more about what that means for me. And as I said, getting more connected with my higher self and expressing that. That was and the motivation for me, recognizing that. Mm-hmm. And your music helps us um, uh, connect to our higher selves, too. So oh, thank thanks. you. Thank well, that's you the for, intent. That's the intent, well, yes. It works. Um, there's the message in, in that song, The Light, also is, is about um, changes for the better. The world is getting better. And this Absolutely. is a tough time to be talking about yes. that. So let me ask you about one change. And that's the role and the rights of women around the world, which is something I know you care deeply about. Is it getting better? I feel like it is because, like I said, there's been this energy shift and a lot more people are waking up. And for me, one of the things that I, I did was not focusing, not focus so much on the negative things that are happening because there are such so many good things. And I mean, the, the mainstream media, of course, they don't talk about those things because they want us to be more focused on the negative things because it, powers that be, I feel, have a, their own agenda when it comes to that stuff. But I threw up my TV. I got rid of my TV. I don't watch TV anymore. I use the Internet, but I, I look out and search out things that I want to find out about, and, and I'm, I'm not forced to, to watch and listen to what mainstream okay. media wants me to feed my body with and my soul with. And so that has changed, and people are waking up to, to, to and seeing more of that and recognizing that we're all connected and we're all one, and we should celebrate our differences instead of being competitive with each other and trying to bring each other down. It's more of a unity consciousness vibe that's going on right now. And I'm a part of that. And I want to spread that message that yes, we are connected. It's time to wake up and stop living like how we used to before um, walking around in the dark and bumping into each other right now. We should be awake and, and celebrate each other, love each other, support um, each other. Your success, I think is a good example of that. I want to move on to, well, first of all, let me just remind our, Audience that we're talking with Amoy, and you can talk with her too. You can call in 347 215 7511, or you can email. We got lots of you emailing. We will get to your email, your email a little later on. But um, um, I want to ask you you also sing a lot about violence and guns in society. You've got song Shooting yeah. and Bloody Fire, mm-hmm. and then you've got a song mm-hmm. Guns Off the Streets. I, I want to play a little bit of that. last year while I was writing for the album and I've always been writing about anti-gun violence because I'm all about like I said, peace, love and community and bringing, bringing us together instead of tearing us apart and doing things in a different way, expressing ourselves in a more loving way instead of taking up the gun and, and, and killing each other and that happened to my cousin, my uncle and um, I wanted to write about it and bring more awareness to that That we need to get rid of the guns off the streets and, and live more lovingly is really the message in that song well, of course, that's a, a problem that the U.S. has much, much more than Canada. And uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's for another show, right? Okay. I know, right? Um, exactly. Yes. In the uh, introduction, uh, I referred to you as a soul rebel, and you've also talked about uh, your soul rebels, and that's the name of a song in an album, in the album. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play a bit of it, and then we'll, I want to come back and talk a little bit about what being a soul rebel is. Now, here's soul rebel. Okay. Okay.
I, I love that song. It's it's, it's kind of laid back in a way. It's not aggressive, but the the lyrics are very aggressive. Uh, you oh, sing, okay. "I'm a mover, a dancer, a light worker, a love maker. There's power in you mm-hmm. and me. I'm a rebel." Okay, so what's mm-hmm. a soul rebel? Like I said, a soul rebel for me um, is a person that is following the soul's path and not following what society dictates. I or that person should be when I'm not in that box of what society is trying to portray that I should be. Um, I'm following my own path. I'm blazing my own trail. I, I'm not a follower. I'm a leader in my own right. And anybody that relates to my music and understand the message and the vision of what I'm trying to portray are so liberal, in my opinion. Well, we've got some emails here from some soul rebels and I do want to get to them. Um, uh, let's see. We have we had one from San Diego. Oh, that was um, um, Regina V in, in San Diego who says, "I see an up up woman in reggae. We got Hire here, but you're so welcome. Come for the sun." And for those who don't know, Hire is another female uh, reggae musician. So, are we ever going to oh. see you um, in Southern California or in the, or in the U.S.? Absolutely, we're in the works, working on that right now. I'm a lot, a lot of my dates currently are in Canada, promoting the elements and so forth. But um, my uh, team right now, we're in talks and working out um, to, uh, touring and promoting dates in the States and Europe as well. So keep um, stay on my website at www.amoymusic, A-M-M-O-Y-E, music.com for those upcoming dates. And uh, um, Marissa in Los Angeles wants to know, what n- instruments do you play? My instrument is really my voice right now. And um, I am learning the guitar. I love the acoustic guitar. It's one of my favorite instruments. I'm not uh, very much so versed in, 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 in that right now yet, but I am learning. But for now, it's my, my, my instrument is my voice. Okay. And a fellow Canadian, uh, Leslie14 uh, in Toronto, wants to know, is there a strong Jamaican music community in Montreal? I believe so. I believe so. I've been to um, Montreal, doing a, a few gigs there, and uh, they have the, the Montreal Reggae Fest as well. And I've been hearing that it's growing, and, and it, the, the, the reggae scene in, in Montreal and actually, my booker is booking me some dates out there in Montreal. So I, I believe so. I believe there's a strong community of reggae lovers out there, for sure. Uh, are, mm-hmm. are you in uh, Montreal or Toronto? Or, or what city are you in? I'm actually in Toronto. In Toronto. Oh. Well, is there a community in Toronto? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm in Toronto. Yes, there there is, I take it. So, so uh, Leslie, um, she's in your city, so watch your website mm-hmm. and you can see her live. Absolutely. 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 Uh, going back to, to the song soul rebel, you um, tell your listeners in that song to sound the alarm. You say sound the alarm. Do you know, can you hear, mm-hmm. open up your ears. You were born to mm-hmm. shine like diamonds in the sky, but the music mm-hmm. itself doesn't sound like an alarm. Um, just laid right? back. So how do mm-hmm. the lyrics fit the tone? I mean, it works, but how did you know it was going to work? You know what? Um, when I first heard that song, um, it kind of reminded me of Bob Marley's um, Soul Rebel song as well. And I, I wrote that sitting on my uh, my aunt's uh, veranda in Jamaica, right by the beach. And for me, when I'm writing, I like to quiet my mind. I go into like this meditative state and I allow spirit inside me to send uh, and channel through me and send me exactly what it is that I need to write about. I, I, I'm like an open vessel, and those were the lyrics that came to me. And I mean, the 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 the, the beat itself is very yes, as you said, very laid back and islandy, cool vibes, and uh, it's a contrast for sure um, with the, the the way that I came with the lyrics. But I, I feel like it works, and people can it, actually it listen carefully and, and understand where I'm coming from. I feel like it, 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 it's appropriate. Yeah, absolutely, it works. Well, I want to play another mm-hmm. one of those songs. This is a, a Bloody Fire. Rise, 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 rise. It's the break of dawn, break of dawn. It's the dawning and the calling of the children of light. So we rise. 
Sounds like you are sounding an alarm, a fire alarm. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it's mm-hmm. also the first song in the album. So did yes. you intend to kind of set a tone or a framework for the rest of the album with that song? Actually, the first song from that I wrote on the album was The Light, the title track. Um, oh, okay. Fire, I like a, up here. Yeah, yeah. Fine. No, no, no. It's fine. That is the first song on the album, but I did write The Light first. And then when I heard this, the, the, the beat, but I wrote um, Bloody Fire on, it, it just made sense for me to, it sounded like a call to action, kind of, the energy that I was getting from it. And it's about waking people up and, you know, rise up from your, your slumber and it's time to take control back from the powers that be and do your part, you know, to make humanity better than it, we've been doing all, all, for eons now and, and, and do things differently. And like I said, it's more about unity consciousness, bringing us together instead of, you know, Tearing each other down. Well, it works. It works, and I, and I mm-hmm. like the fact that you sound the alarm, and then we go off in lots of other directions, but they exactly. all come back to the same thing in uh, in the album. Um, well, we are just about out of time, but I wanted to on a real high note, and uh, you've got a real high note on the album. It's it's called uh, not surprisingly good vibes. So we're going to do a little bit of good vibes here. <laughs> My music is on iTunes right now. The album is called The Light, distributed through E1 Entertainment Worldwide. You can find it on iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, Google Play as well. And if you need to know any more information about what's going on with me and my music, please go to my website at w.amoymusic.com, A-M-M-O-Y-E music.com. I'm on Instagram under Amoy. I'm on Twitter, Amoy's Music. And I'm on Facebook under Amoy. Well, Amoy, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. I'm absolutely delighted. I love your music, and I'm going to do everything I can to get it, get to get you into Southern California and be yes. live. Yes, yes. <laughs> thank you so much, Patrick, for having me. And I'm just going to keep on saying, sending you love and light since we I've been introducing to my consciousness. I've been sending you that energy, and I'm going to send all that that energy as well to all my soul that's listening right now. One love. I can. I can feel it already. Right. Uh, the Light and other albums are available online, uh, everywhere music is sold, and on Spotify. Um, tour dates are on her website. And uh, when she sets up her winter tour, uh, hopefully she'll be here in the sunshine of Southern California. We have to take a break now. When we return, Militia Box. So don't go away. You're no, not going to want to miss this. But first, we are going to take a quick little trip to Mexico. Just two hours south of the California border lies the enchanting seaside town of San Felipe, Baja California, where friendly people, warm waters, and a relaxing vacation awaits. And it all starts 
at www.mysanfelipevacation.com. Whether you choose to golf on the 18-hole championship course overlooking the Sea of Cortez with friends, enjoy a romantic weekend for two on the beach, or take the whole family for a fun-filled weekend of shopping and activities, you'll be sure to find just the right accommodations at mysanfelipevacation.com. So what are you waiting for? Isn't it time you got away? Visit www.mysanfelipevacation.com today. That's www.mysanfelipevacation.com. See you in San Felipe. Yes, I'll see you in San Felipe. If you are in Southern California or Arizona, there is a fabulous vacation waiting for you. Only half a day's drive in San Felipe on Mexico's Sea of Cortez. You can golf, you can swim, you can take the family clamming, you can tour galleries, you can dine on Mexico's finest seafood. They pull it right out of the ocean right in front of you. If you're really uh, experimental, you can fly an ultralight. You can do all this while staying in a luxury condo, a budget studio, or even a private sandcastle out in the dunes. So the key to this paradise is mysanfelipevacation.com. And when you log on, put in the code MFLA5 and you will get a discount, mysanfelipevacation.com. Well, Militia Vox's music, as you all know, because you've listened to her here on Music Friday Live, can rocket you to the dark side of the moon or it can fling you screaming into the sun, or it can seduce you like drugs. Whatever her music does to you, you sort of have to just lay back and enjoy it and then arise a challenged person because your view of the world has been changed. Conceptually deep, musically cosmic, aggressively addictive, and always on the dark side where the pleasure is. She is known as the dark diva and the black queen of metal for a good reason. She can be ferocious, badass, loud, honest, existential, beautiful simultaneously. A multimedia genius in film and music and concert production and soundtracks and TV. She delivers a message of power and confidence and rebellion and mystery. A classically trained pianist since the age of seven, Militia V grew up to become the central figure in bands like Judith Priestess. And she's gone solo, added solo performances and recordings in 2013. And, and because of that, she has been named one of the 10 fiercest black female rockers. She's won many awards, and now she's added three, three gold medals for excellence in the Global Music Awards. For, and her new single, Nectophilia, is out, and it's just released. And like all things Militia Vox, it's a killer. Alicia, welcome back to Music Friday Live. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I got an alarm I, going off on my phone that says it's time to talk to you. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I guess it must be time to talk to me. Um, it is time to it's, it's past time to talk to you, frankly. Um, well, this new song and video emerged from what I understand are your insomniacal night walks through New York. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a brilliant that way word. to put insomniacal. Insomniacal. You just invented a word, which yeah. actually is like a key to songwriting. If you can invent a word, then you you are you take the gold. Okay, I've invented well, a couple right. words in my. I've invented a couple words in my song lyrics just to see if I could do it and make it fit in, have it make sense, and it's a fun little game. Well, it kind of sounds like it already exists, and then yeah. you just kind of like piece it together, and people just go like, "Oh, wait a minute, what did she say?" Yeah. <laughs> well, let me ask you: Have you always been an insomniac who writes songs at night? No, <laughs> no. I think it's just like plain old-fashioned New York City anxiety. Um, cause there's an energy here, which is why I live here and why it takes like a special kind of person to live here. Um, you really have to be a, a sick bastard who gets off on, you know, uh, the collective energy of a place. Well, you obviously do. And we, and, and you've been distilled it into this song, um, which you could call NYC Tophelia, even though it's Nick Tophelia. 
But why don't yes, we? Yes, uh, that's the that's the double. That's the double. Maybe you know everything that I do has a, multiple meanings. So I'm glad that you picked up on that because not a lot of people do. Oh well, now they do. Well, let, let's play a little bit of it. In fact, I'm going to play two cuts from it. I'm going to play the the introduction, about thirty mm-hmm. seconds, and then then we're going to go deep into the song and play a special little part of it where there's a real addictive uh, piano chord. So here here's the beginning of it. This is how you are sucked into necnophilia, but let me play a little bit of what happens once you're there. song is um it's over five minutes uh they should go to your website right or itunes uh, where, where's the best place to get the music uh alicia yeah the best place to get the music would be like you know in a pumpkin patch or under the full moon or <laughs> you know maybe in the darkest corner of your basement it's, it's usually around there yeah okay <laughs> And when they do it, or you can just go to iTunes. (laughs) Yeah, uh, iTunes. Well, once you go to iTunes and get that song, put on earphones, lay down on the floor, and and listen to it. Okay, because um, preferably uh, dark or low. Yeah, definitely in a dark room. Which brings up an interesting uh, question to me as I listen to your music. Uh, You're creating night in your music. And well, yeah, it should it should feel like the night. Mm-hmm. It it does. It should. It it has to be like immersive. Like all my music's immersive. Like it feels like it should be like, it should feel like it's like flowing around you. Like you should be able to sense it. Um, you know that feeling of like when the hairs on the back of your neck stand up. It should feel like that. Like it's all around you. Well, it occurs to me that what you're doing. Um, and using night as a lyrical concept, it's kind of a neglected realm of music, at least the music that comes across my desk. It may sound strange to some people listening right now, but the darkness in your music is actually refreshing. There are so many metal bands out there that sing about darkness and evil, but they don't create it. It just sort of lays there between the lyrics. It doesn't come alive. You manage to make it alive. How do you do that? Um, that's a good question. Hold on one second. Can you come back in like a few minutes? <laughs> like, how long are we going to talk, Patrick? Uh, about uh, 15 minutes more. 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Okay, thank you. New York City apartments. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, that was the first. <laughs> it certainly was. But yeah. Um, yeah, he wants to like check something in the bathroom. Yeah. But we're so not going to do that right now cuz we're talking about night. <laughs> yeah, right. So so how is it that that you're able to We're not talking to... about bathrooms. Um, yeah. How, how um, do you create How do we create night? Hmm. Well, I just kind of wanted to 
Um, well, you'll notice the whole song is very, like, walking tempo. It's very pedestrian. So that's why the beat is the way it is, because it's meant, actually, to be walked to. Um, so I huh. think probably on, like, a, a late-night romp, I was walking around the city and, like, just somehow just, like, my brain collected the sounds of, like, walking and, like, um, how when you walk past something or if something drives by you, that Doppler effect. So everything had to sound like it was, like, in the distance and then coming forward to you um, and moving close to you and around you and then away. Um, I play with distance, sound distance a lot in my music. Yeah. Um, it should sound like, it should feel like something is approaching you or or walking away from you at all times. So that's why the, the verses have that like creeping sweep effect that gets closer to you. And, you know, there's things like distant church bells and stuff which I think I just picked up because there's a church in my neighborhood and those bells ring a lot. So, um, Interesting. Okay. It's, well, just, when, it's all of those things that have like attacked me on a subconscious level that I put in the music. <laughs> uh, well, well, you have also said that, that you live to drag heavy metal music into the now to push sound and ideas yeah. over the edge. And you certainly do that. Yeah. Um, and I want to play a, another of your recent songs that, really kind of uh, shows that off. Um, this is Born of Darkness, except I don't think we have Born of Darkness. No, we're going to play... It's born Out of Darkness. Yeah, I, I realize that, but uh, we're going to play oh, Vow. Okay, cool. Play that. <laughs> That uh, it's, it's it's kind of a different world from anectophilia, or or is it? Is is the defiance in, in vow also born out of the night? Um, I wouldn't say that. I think it's it's they're both grounded in like defiant energy, but I mean, vow is more. I wanted vow to feel like. Um, like I'm an air sign, so I'm very like aware of my elements and I'm like sensitive to my environment. So like I wanted to create a song that felt like flying. I have dreams often where, especially when I was a kid, I have dreams where um, I'll start running and then I'll fly. Um, so I wanted it to feel like that, that you're just like, your body was kind of like flying and breaking apart in the clouds. So that's why it kind of feels like, Ascension. Okay, well that, that does it does ascend. Is, is that what is that song kind of what you mean when you you say uh, femme fatale? Um, femme fatale, I think is an overall term, where you know it just kind of like sums up what I do. Like it's obviously heavy, but it's also got a very feminine edge to it, but not in like a typical way. Like, it's like a real female edge. It's not like, I mean, if you look at, like, and I hate to say it, but I will call it out, uh, a lot of females in metal, there's a type there. Um, And it hasn't really um, evolved much since, like, the 90s. It's like there's a lot of, like, you know, plaid pleated skirts going on still or, like, you know, like the typical gothic dress with the corsetry and the, you know, it's like, Typically, typically speaking, there's like 
a pale front front woman with like multicolored hair that's like swooning about the stage singing about uh you know how weak she is without this person that completes her life <laughs> well since you brought that and I up i find the whole you're, thing boring <laughs> you're describing a stereotype and and uh one of the things you you uh, talk about is disgracing stereotypes. So, what is your stereotype, and how do you disgrace it? Mm, I feel like it's just whatever. I like. I don't even know what my stereotype is at this point, but I feel like what people might look at me as. I mean, just like human beings have a natural desire to compartmentalize and label people or sum them up. It's just an easy means of survival, probably. Like you just know what you're dealing with by summing them up in whatever whatever pocket you want to put them into just for your own purposes and it really has nothing to do with that person or the art or whatever their art um so i think just like as a black female um people might let's it's weird because i'm in a in a weird situation where it's like i'm a black female i'm identified as a black female but i'm mixed race my father is white uh and very jewish so <laughs> it's like um mixed race as a type hasn't really been uh, identified yet. Um, I find that there's like people have a lot of questions as to what the mixed race identity is. Um, Especially in America, people get like kind of hung up on it. So in some circles, people might look at me as like being too black for metal, or they might look at me as being not black enough. (laughs) So I didn't didn't know there was a concept as too black uh, for metal, that you have to be white to be good at metal. Um, no, obviously. it's just uh, it's just a crappy, weird thing. It's just this weird yeah. stereotype, which is like the irony being is that like there's a lot of white people that love rap and hip hop, and that's yep. cool. Yep. You know, but like, I guess maybe in some circles they might see me as less black because I like what is come to be identified as like a white man's music, but. Um, <laughs> I just, I don't think that's it. I think everything comes down to sex. It comes down to what gets you off. And obviously you listen to the music that turns you on. Heavy metal turns me on. Okay. All right. Um, Well, I noticed that while you're being turned on, you're also turning on a lot of machines that uh, you, I understand that you play most or all the parts in your, in your solo music, in your videos, uh, and when you tour with your tribute band, uh, Judas Priestess, which looks like too much fun to ever stop doing. Um, <laughs> so how did you learn how to play all of those instruments and assemble them uh, with such grace and beauty? Necessity is the mother of invention. <laughs> 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 it's just you couldn't afford anybody like... else. Huh? <laughs> no, I mean, I have, I mean, I have, I do bring in people sometimes to play stuff that I don't play well. Like I don't play guitar that great in my mind, you know, so I don't, I don't like, I don't rip a solo well. So I hire my friend, Doc Coyle, um, who you might know from like Bad Wolves and, uh, um, you know, various metal bands he's played around a lot, God forbid and stuff like that. Um, he can rip a bad ass guitar solo. So I hire him a lot to, to play what I've plunked out <laughs> and have it sound fluid and badass. So, um, so there's stuff like that going on, but I mean, we're lucky. I'm lucky now anyway, that I live in an age where uh, synths have gotten really great and you can create sounds on it that you couldn't create before. Um, and you can even have like replicated sounds that you couldn't do before. You know, so sometimes there's sounds on there that, like, I mean, I really get off on the sound design and crafting the noises. Um, so each noise is exactly how I want it to be. Um, it's it's well, obsessive, actually. <laughs> you know, I mentioned Judith Priestess, and, and I would like to recommend our, our audience check out your, your website and the, uh, um, the videos of Judith Priestess, um, which is a Judith Priest uh, tribute band, all-female. Um how does Judith Priestess coexist with the villainous? Or are they the same person, but one's on a motorcycle and the other's in a hooded robe? <laughs> well, I mean, it is the same person because it's all me, but um, 
I like having different avenues to express myself. So, you know, just like Judas Priestess is its own avenue and then the villainous is another avenue, but it's all off the same intersection. Um, so it's all okay. what what excites me about what I bring to the table in music is uh, that I like to bring a lot of attitude and a lot of energy and a story. And I like to bring a, a strong and defiant female energy and, uh, you know, with a little naughty. Yeah. <laughs> That's what <laughs> I do best. <laughs> yeah. Right. More, well, more than a little. Sometimes we are talking with Melissa Vox. You can talk with her too, or you can email us I'm already getting emails now, but I'll give you the address music Friday live at gmail.com. Let, let's go to some of these emails. Um, Master of me in New York. Wants to know, do you really wander around New York City at night, and isn't that dangerous? <laughs> it is. Why, why else do it if it's not dangerous, right? <laughs> well, I mean, I do. I I wish. I don't know why, but it feels good. I like to. I like to burn off energy, and uh, actually, New York City is pretty. It's pretty populous part of the world. Like it's kind of hard to walk in an area that's like desolate it's desolate areas that kind of freak me out where there's nobody sometimes when i'm on the road i'll do a night walk and like be in the woods to me that's more frightening than being in one of the biggest cities in the world walking around you know but um but also they say that you know most monsters are people so you're right maybe i should (laughs) bring along some weaponry i do actually do carry weapons i walk i have knives and i have uh like brass knuckles and things like that. Whoa. I have like this really cool weapon that's like a skull shaped. Um, it's like a take on a brass knuckle, but it just looks like a keychain. But if you had to punch somebody, it would definitely smash their cheekbone. Whoa. Okay. All right. Uh, um, <laughs> so I carry weapons. Thank you for asking. <laughs> um, Don't run up on me tonight, basically. <laughs> I'm glad we're on separate sides of the country. Um, Philip in San Francisco wants to know what are the best areas of New York City to walk in at night? Mm, mm, I'm glad you asked. Um, Well, I kind of like to wander around. Um, It's basically like wherever wherever I'm coming back from. But like some of my favorite places to wander at night would be like 23rd Street, um, some of the side streets in Chelsea. West Village is really cool at night. Um, Lower East Side is great at night. And sometimes, I'll, just sometimes, I'll do the Times Square thing, but it has to be really late. I don't like going into Times Square during the day. But if you go really late where it's, like, kind of desolate, like on, um, uh, like, if you pick, like, a good holiday where most people are out of town or in the Hamptons or some kind of crap, you can go into Times Square and it's just, like, empty but all those uh, lights are going, and it looks like daylight almost. It's pretty fascinating. Um, Tilde Girl in Boston wants to know if you've ever lived anywhere but in a city. Uh, yeah, I grew up in a small town. I grew up in Columbia, Maryland, which is like between Baltimore and D.C. And uh, when I was a kid growing up there, it's like it was like surrounded by – my house was surrounded by like horse farms and stuff. So for fun, we used to walk around and we used to go and like visit like the horse farms and watch stallions run around in the grass and things like that. Did you ever learn to ride? Oh yeah, I used to. I used to win, man. I used to compete. Wow. Okay. I was a mean rider when I was a kid. Very competitive. We should talk. Uh, last email we've got time for, and then I want to play another song. But this is from uh, Laser Days in L.A., and Laser Days wants to know, do you have one set of night friends and one set of day friends? <laughs> I love that. Um, I probably, I think I do, actually. I've never actually thought about it like that. But there are, there are many people that I typically only see at night um, just because of the circles we move in. And typically the daytime is like, the time where I'm like getting my hustle on and doing work and making music and uh, doing music Sleeping. business, which is the exhausting part. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to play out. We're I almost actually out don't of time. see too many people in the daytime. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't really see too many people in the daytime. 
We're going to play a little. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I don't. They're all night friends. (laughs) Maybe you have day enemies and you don't even know it. We're going to play a little bit more music right now. I want to play This Is She. Once again, you're creating theater with sound, and I understand that that you self-fund all of that theater and all of that sound, your albums, or at least uh, the last two. Do you prefer it that way to get more creative freedom by self-funding your own uh, productions? Absolutely. Yeah. I don't want anyone to own it but me, (laughs) unless they really have something good to offer. I mean, it's probably, you know partially narcissism and partially like being a control freak. But I just, I just feel like, um, I mean, my, my music and not to like be an, I was going to drop like a a mean word there, not to be a jerk, (laughs) but my music's expensive. I'm not one of these uh, bedroom commandos that is making beats and like singing over them with like a filter or something like that. It's like um, each song is its own production each song has, I try to make, uh, I try to make it as intricate because I want to create music that lasts. I want to create uh, audio experiences and, and then the visual is just as important as the audio. To me, it's all part of the same story and body of work. So I fund oh. everything. Yeah. <laughs> well, congratulations. On Thank you. But I just, it's, it's because, it's because I like, I gotta, I gotta drive the, sh- I've gotta drive the ship, or else well, it, the ship doesn't get. Well, unfortunately, get from- the, the ship is about to drive into the harbor because the clock is coming down. Uh, Militia, thank you so much for <laughs> being with us. Want to let everybody know that the video is now available. We're also going to post it on our website, and you should check out her her website for all of her music, all of her songs, and uh, some very interesting stuff about Militia Box. Thank you. Yes, if you like the video, please like it, comment, share it. Sure. Um, that's how ideas get spread. So uh, okay. thank you guys for listening, and check out militiabox.com. Thanks, okay. Patrick. You have been listening to Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Heffernan from Cyberstation USA, Blog Talk Radio, and our radio affiliates. Be here next week. We're going to talk with Sandy Skeeter, the owner of the legendary Sound City Studios in Los Angeles, founded 50 years ago. She's reanimating it after it's been closed for a while. Say, don't miss this one. This is going to be rock and roll history. Check out our Twitter stream and our Facebook page. We'll update you on the other guests. Good night, everybody. Have a great musical weekend. So, you know, that's where we go. Bye.